How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back with another mock draft. We've been uploading inconsistently all offseason, a lot going on with school, a lot going on uh, in life, Uh, and uh, Parth and I both are in college, so a lot going on. I I know we'll be more consistent uh, once the summer rolls around. But, uh, you know, for now, we're going to get you guys videos when we can, and we're definitely going to get you guys some videos uh, leading up to this NFL draft. So welcome back to the show. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Parth Shaw, Mock Draft 3.0. Parth, I'm sure we're going to put a couple more of these out uh, later this week, but how's it going? How have you been? Doing pretty good. Um, It's been a while since we've recorded, obviously. it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, you know, the midterms were like two weeks ago, and then it's a quick turnaround. Like finals are next week. It's been a really weird school year. Um, everything's just like super bunched up because they tried to make it short on us and stuff like that. So it's been tough. Um, but you know, here, we're here. We are just trying to get some videos out for you guys, and hopefully a lot more, especially this week because you know the draft is four days away. I'm excited this Thursday. Let's see what Ryan Pace and the crew have in mind. Yeah, uh, it should be really interesting to see what the Bears decide to do on Thursday, and we're here to break it down today. I mean, there is a ton to talk about, uh, and I'm sure we're going to be live streaming for the draft uh, like we have, I believe, in the previous two years. Um, As we get rolling into summer, obviously our uploading will will get more consistent. But, uh, you know, let's hop right into this Parth. I'm going to start with you because you had an interesting situation. You traded up in your draft. That's something you envision that the Bears are going to do uh, in just a couple of days here on Thursday. So take us through that trade and talk about your first pick. Yeah, um, I really did expect the Bears to trade. Um, I think this was going to happen. Um, I have us trading to the Chargers, I believe, um, the 13th pick. Uh, we give up our 20th pick, a future third, and a future uh, and this year's fourth. Um, PFF let that uh trade work so you know um i'm taking that trade um with that pick i take mac jones um really obvious t- pick there um all the other quarterbacks that i wanted like justin fields or what's it called trey lance were taken um i think uh the panthers took trey lance and then the uh some other team took fields i think it was the 49ers and then so i mac jones was available at 13 uh i wanted him i think the patriots were going to take him at 15 if not the Washington football team usually takes a quarterback at 19, and I wouldn't be surprised if they took Mac Jones. Um, I think the Bears need a quarterback this year, so, and Mac Jones there made the most sense. You know, in college he had 4,500 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions. He did everything. He won the national championship. Uh, played really well in those two games, uh, the semifinal and the final. Um, yes, he did have a lot of good talent around him. I think that's the only concern. But um, – the, the thing is that uh, I'm not too worried about that, especially because Andy Dalton cannot be the trusted quarterback going into the season, in my opinion. I think Mac Jones at least brings us some type of – something to keep us more competitive, um, a lot more fun to watch the Bears app, and I just it makes the most sense uh, trading up there and trying to get the guy who you want. Yeah, uh, and, and that does make a lot of sense. Uh, Mac Jones, you know, rumored right now to be someone who might go three uh, overall – as Parth leaves the screen, uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to be an interesting one as well to see how Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all those guys play out. But it seems like depending on what the Bears do, uh, you know, someone could fall to them. If someone falls to them, who knows? Will the McCaskies let them trade up? Uh, 
do they have the draft capital that they want to trade up? Are they comfortable with giving up picks? Because they're going to have to give up a lot of future uh, picks in order to get up in the top 10. So uh, it depends on if the Bears are interested in the situation or not. Uh, but it should be interesting moving forward to see what they can do. I'm not entirely sure Mac Jones will be there. It seems like a lot of people think he's going third overall to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Uh, but it should be interesting to see what happens with him and whether or not the Bears end up trading up for a quarterback. So in my mock, I ended up sticking at 20. Going with an offensive tackle here, uh, a pretty popular one as well, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Uh, I think he makes sense. He's the plug-and-play uh, type of guy that the Bears need at tackle. Uh, and for me, that just about adds up. He's someone that you can swing to right or left tackle. He'll be able to come into Chicago immediately, uh, put up play at high production, and be able to step in uh, and do some pretty big things. So if the Bears don't go quarterback first round, I do think the other two positions they're probably going to need to address Maybe wide receiver, and I know Parth and I uh, will get into that just a little bit later. Um, but, you know, Allen Robinson is still around for 2021, so maybe that's something they can put off until next year. Um, but wide receiver and offensive line are going to be the two huge ones. I think Ryan Pace attacks the offense in this upcoming draft, uh, and I would love to see him take Tevin Jenkins in the first round, uh, if not a quarterback. So uh, I went with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. That'll do it for our first round. Parth, let's head into round two now, pick. 53 overall, I believe. Uh, we both went wide receiver here. I kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier, so let us know what you got. Um, I took Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. I think he's a really good player. Um, he's 5'9". That's like the only concern he has, in my opinion. I think his height is the only thing that's concerning. Um, but he's he weighs 185. Uh, he plays tough for his height. Um, he's projected to go in first or second round. I would not be surprised if a team you know took him in the first round because of his speed and his toughness. Um, he plays tough. He, despite even being 5'9". Um, he put up some big numbers throughout college. Um, in 2018, uh, he only had 37 receptions, but put up 407 yards still um, and two touchdowns. In 2018, he got, um, in 2019, he got more playing time. So he had 67 receptions for 850 yards. And then in 2020 this year, um, 86 receptions for almost 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, 14 yards per reception. Um, he was he done really well, and he can play all three positions um, he can play in the slot and he can play out wide. I would love to see him out in slot, slot with the Bears, especially if we we're gonna, you know, move on from Anthony Miller. And um, so I think that would make the most sense for the Bears to bring in a guy like Elijah Moore, who's a burner, can play the slot, the slot really well, and uh, he's had some good production. Yeah, absolutely. And for my second round pick, I went with another wide receiver uh, named Moore, someone we're a little bit more familiar with up here in Indiana. Rondell Moore, uh, a 5'9 receiver as well. Someone who is a speed demon. Uh, we saw him burst onto the scene in 2018 with the Purdue Boilermakers, 1,258 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. He had 11 yards per catch and throughout his years uh, at Purdue, his three seasons, he had over 10 yards per catch in every season. Uh, I think adding someone like him in the mix – uh, replacing an Anthony Miller, someone who the Bears have been rumored uh, that are, they're looking to shop him, uh, and it seems like that could happen probably on draft day uh, if the Bears end up moving Miller. Um, I think Rondell Moore is someone that you could bring in that would be great alongside Allen Robinson as well as obviously the speedy Darnell Mooney. Uh, it just puts a couple more threats in the backfield for the Bears, uh, so that's definitely something I would love to see the Bears end up doing. Uh, once again, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not essentially – sold on them needing to go for a wide receiver now. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's something they could afford to do. 
once again, it all depends on what they do in that first round. If they trade up, if they sit where they are, if they possibly trade back, we've heard rumors of that as well. There's a lot of smoke going around right now. So, uh, I, but I think Rondell Moore as well as Elijah Moore, both of them uh, yeah. will be great quality picks in that second round, uh, and, and players that could really take off in Chicago alongside some other good receivers. So, let's head into the third round now, Parth. Your first two picks, uh, you, you you attacked a quarterback as well as a receiving option, but now you start heading into uh, looking in the third and fourth rounds uh, for a couple of, uh, I guess, you know, offensive lineman pieces that possibly could come into Chicago and make some sort of a change. So this is pick number 83, I believe. Uh, what do you got here? I need to pull up the thing real quick. I've got his name for you right here if you need it. Yeah, ben Cleveland. Ben Cleveland. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his notes from my – Guard out of uh, Georgia. Georgia, yep. 6'6", um, 335 pounds. Um, he, he had a really good year this year, I'd say. Um, he's really He's got a lot of raw power. Uh, the One of those weaknesses is called blocking on the move. Um, I think can work that. Um, he played a lot of guard there. Uh, I think that's where he played most of his snaps throughout his three years. But, um, I, you know, this, this whole Bears – uh, offensive line is pretty versatile. You can find you can find a spot for him either if that's at guard, then you move someone else to offensive tackle. Um, I think these guys are pretty versatile on this offensive line, and uh, when they usually come into the league, they usually experiment, you know, at tackle, guard during you know practices and stuff. So I think he'll he'll get he'll find his time to find his position on this offensive line. He's very talented, um, especially playing in Georgia. He was their best offensive lineman this year, so I think. Um, he only he allowed zero sacks um, the three years he was playing offensive line there. Um, only one hit this year. That was his only hit his whole career in five hurries. So the dude is an absolute beast. I think if we can get him in the third round, it'd be an absolute steal. Yeah, definitely would be a solid pick. And we've seen Ryan Pace nail picks uh, in rounds two to four. Honestly, two to seven for yeah. quite quite a long time. That first round uh, <clears throat> is always the one where where he seems to uh, mess it up or make some of his worst picks. Now this is an interesting one. Kellen Mond was available for me here. I figured uh, with the 83rd overall pick, that would be an incredible pick. And it should be interesting to see how the quarterbacks that go after the first round play out this year. Uh, you've got David Mills out of Stanford, someone who's gained a ton of uh, a, a ton of more attention the last couple weeks, as well as Mon. And then someone else who's interesting, who I have been a supporter of, even though he didn't finish out his season too well, uh, is Kyle Trask. So I think there's going to be a good trio of quarterbacks around uh, in the second round or later. I'm not sure that Mon's going to end up actually falling this far, um, but this is definitely a pick, if he's there, that I would love to see. He could back up Andy Dalton immediately. He had quite the year in 2020. Uh, with the Texas A&M Aggies, 2,282 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. In the two previous years, he threw for 20 and 24 touchdowns as well, uh, with a couple of more interceptions, but we've seen him refine his game. Still quite the raw prospect, um, but you know I like what he's able to do. He's someone who can spread the ball around throughout the offense. I think he has uh, some pretty good accuracy on his short, intermediate, as well as deep ball. Uh, we can see him run outside the pocket. Not essentially a scrambler, but someone who can use his legs to his advantage. So I think if Kellen Mond slips around three, that would be a great pick. It's someone that can put some pressure on Andy Dalton, hopefully immediately. It's definitely a wild card. Um, you know, same goes for David Mills. I've seen the most out of Kyle Trask. If I'm being completely honest, but it's probably because I watched a lot of Florida because of how much he was playing in 2020. So, uh, you know what? If the Bears don't go for a quarterback early, I think if someone falls, they they really might go for a quarterback early. But if they don't, if they wait 
and address other needs. I think Kellen Mond could be a great pick in the third round. Uh, so that's what I went with here. Parth, passing it back to you in the fourth round, I believe. Did you trade this pick away? I believe you did trade this pick yeah, away. Yeah, I did trade this pick away. Yeah, so this is pick uh, 204 for you, but we'll just keep going pick by pick. Uh, so you've got 204 here. You once again decided to address the offensive line uh, and went with a center out of Stanford. So talk to us a little bit about Drew Dahlman. Yeah, Drew Dahlman out of Stanford. Um, you know, do the Bears have have a gem in Sam Mustafer? I really like Sam Mustafer. Um, I think the right guard position with uh, Alex Bars, or I think, yeah, I think he's at right guard now. I think could still be improved. Um you know, I have nothing against Alex Bars, but you know, just to have a little bit of competition with him there. Bears will get James Daniels back at the start exactly. of the season and have white hair as well. But exactly. I, I feel like adding depth to the offensive line is never a bad idea, especially for the Bears. You know, they exactly. haven't had the best offensive line in the past, uh, or the best offensive lines, uh, shall I say. But we've seen some interesting players come from these later rounds uh, and undrafted free agents and such that the Bears were able to hit on. We saw Arlington Hambright play all right last year. Same with Alex Bars. Obviously, we talked about Mustafa. Say what you want about him now, but Charles Leno was great at the end of the year in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and he's also made a Pro Bowl and has had some solid time in Chicago. So I think adding depth to the line is probably a good idea. Exactly. And you know, he allowed no sacks this year. Um, and he played a lot of snaps, about 500 snaps. Only allowed five hurries. The dude's got talent. Um, I, I, you know, I think it'd be a steal just getting another dude uh, like him in the fifth round, if anything. All right. Well, that was pick 204 for you. I'm going to jump back here and go to my 164 because I didn't do any trades in this one. Yeah. I've got James Wiggins. He's a safety out of Cincinnati. I watched a lot of Cincinnati football this year uh, because uh, I've got a good buddy who's actually one of their wide receivers. Uh, so that's a, an interesting one for sure. Uh, but you know, Wiggins is someone who can play wherever you want him to. Uh, I saw him play at free safety a lot this year. I also saw him jump down into the box. Once again, I think this would just be another good depth addition uh, for the Bears to make. Uh, you know, he's someone who can probably back up Deion Bush eventually. I'm not sure how much longer Tashawn Gibson's going to stick around. This pick probably would have made a little bit more sense if the Bears didn't re-sign Gibson, but I did this draft. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is sitting on it because I liked it. Uh, but Wiggins is someone who can come in uh, similar to Deion Bush, sit and wait his turn, uh, hopefully be able to provide some good backup play because the Bears definitely need that. I think right now the safety rooms like uh, Deshaun Gibson, Eddie Jackson, and uh, DHC. So uh, I think he could come in and gain some valuable experience behind guys like Eddie Jackson, uh, and I think that would definitely be a good pick. Uh, down the road. Otherwise, I probably would have addressed the offensive line again. But Parth, passing it back to you now, you have your next pick, I believe, at 208. Uh, I'm not sure if we're on the same pick. Uh, but once again, the third pick in a row, you're addressing the offensive line here. You went guard center, and now you're going tackle. So talk to us a little bit about this Big Ten prospect. Yeah, Big Ten Big Ten prospect. You know, um, Cole Van Lanen out of Wisconsin. 6'5", 312, a senior, um, only allowed a sack all year, two hurries. Um, you know, Wisconsin usually produces some good offensive line talent, um, usually one of the best in the Big Ten at that. Played all his snaps at left tackle. Um, the Bears do have a need at the tackle position. I think he could be a starter, if anything. Um, dude, he's really talented. Um, it, 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 it is a late-round pick, but, you know, if the Bears can hit on this, it would be really well. His best game all year was against Indiana, and Indiana had one of the best defenses in the country. Um, so, you know, that's something to think about, and uh, I think it would be a really good hit for Ryan Pace in the later on. 
Yeah, uh, definitely makes sense. Just pile on the offensive line, my man. Exactly. This is an interesting one because I didn't know what to do here when we got to the later rounds. There's a player I'm eyeing that I'm going to talk about next uh, with, with my last pick. By the way, we aren't doing all seven rounds. I believe we did five or six uh, just to get you guys most of the main stuff. But, you know, when I look at what the Bears did in 2020 in the draft, something that stands out to me is Travis Gibson because the Bears traded up for him. They wanted him. Uh, to go get him. He was inactive for a lot of games when he wasn't inactive. Uh, I think he he didn't do that much. Uh, so I think it would be interesting to see if the Bears went for another edge outside linebacker type player. And someone that stood out to me when I watched him this year was Shaka Tony uh, out of Penn State. This is an interesting one. He's six foot three, 252 pounds. He's pretty sleek. I like how he can get around on the outside. He's a pretty speedy guy. Uh, doesn't really use power moves, more so speed moves to, uh, to get around. Uh, obviously whoever's playing offensive line. And it's it's an interesting one because I think in same thing goes for Travis Gibson or Travis Gibson. Uh, if you put these edge rushers behind guys like Khalil Mack, behind guys like Bilal Nichols, behind guys like Eddie Goldman, behind guys like Akeem Hicks, all these beasts on the offensive line, uh, I think we can continue to see uh, the Bears, even without Jay Rogers in Chicago anymore, develop good defensive linemen. I'm not saying Gibson was essentially a miss. I do like Tony, though. 21 tackles, five sacks, and a forced fumble in 2020. Had a pretty solid senior season um, after having uh, some subpar seasons earlier on. So I think uh, in terms of late rounds, you've got nothing to lose here. Tony's an interesting prospect who I think has a lot of potential, a lot of raw talent. So I went with this one here. And let's head into our last round, Parth. Uh, We've got two more picks to go. You went with a cornerback here. Obviously, that's, and I didn't even mention it earlier, probably a pressing need. Mm-hmm. I have a decent level of trust in Kendall Hill door. Uh, I know Jalen Johnson's going to have to step up, and he'll continue to thrive in his role uh, as long as he can stay healthy. But obviously, mm-hmm. it seems like the Bears' starting cornerbacks right now are, are going to be Jalen Johnson, Kendall Hill door, and Duke Shelley. We saw a good play out of all three of them uh, in 2020. Oh, excuse me, Desmond Trufant as well. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, there, there's a hole there. So there's a, definitely a hole there. There's definitely a need. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really like what the depth is looking like there. You know, there's a lot of needs when we come. Trufant's also someone who's gotten injured a lot throughout his career. Injured a lot. Um, you know, a lot of Detroit fans don't don't really like him. I mean, they hyped him up coming into the year, and they saw his play. Um, I wasn't too impressed with him. Obviously, I thought the Bears were able to torch that team pretty easily, and Trufant was a part of that. I know he had an injury issue all year as well, so that sucks for him. So especially need some depth. Um, you know, I drafted Zach Pearson, Zach McPherson, um, out of Texas Tech, a Big Twelve school. Um, you know, he allowed three touchdowns all year, had four interceptions, and a passer rating of seventy-two was point five. So I mean, pretty good player. Um, I think it'd be a pretty good pick in the sixth round. Um, he's only five eleven, which is a little concern. Um, but you know, I think just having depth there helps. Um, the Bears do have some pretty short corners though, with Vildor and Shelley already in place, so it kind of sucks bringing in another short dude. Um, but um, hopefully, you know, you can't really do anything about it, but get corners at this point and try to pile them up, and hopefully they play well. And it, he could also be a good special teams asset too. So, yeah, uh, definitely, the Bears have had some pretty good special teams picks throughout their time. Uh, getting some interesting players, Kevin Pierre Lewis. They brought in Marcavius Mingo last year. Uh, so, so all the help on special teams is definitely needed, especially with someone like Cordero Patterson being gone now, uh, as he was a complete gem last year. So that could be an interesting pick. Um, you got to remember, a lot of these late round guys are going to be fighting for the practice squad, uh, fighting to get a roster spot, 
fighting to be active on game days. Uh, so later down the road, it gets a little bit tougher to make these picks. But this is my pick of the draft. This is someone I've hammered home for quite some time, and I've got to be a homer here. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver out of Iowa. If you guys don't know, I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. I've seen this guy play ever since 2017 up in Iowa City. Uh, and he's someone who I think could be the next Antonio Brown, someone who's drafted really late. Um, and ends up making Pro Bowl teams, ends up being an All-Pro. He's got so much raw athleticism uh, that I think he could develop really nicely in the NFL, especially in Chicago. He's someone who can go get the ball wherever you put it. He's also pretty speedy. Uh, catch radius is great. The only issue with him, which is what concerns me in terms of the Bears picking him or not if he's on the board by now um, when the draft does roll around later this week, is his discipline. He's had uh, a little bit of some issues at the University of Iowa uh, just in terms of doing some not-so-great stuff that doesn't need to be mentioned. Um, but, you know, uh, I think Smith-Marset would be great. 25 receptions, 345 yards, four touchdowns in 2020 for the Hawkeyes. Also 722 receiving yards and five touchdowns in 2019, 16.4 yards per catch. Uh, he's averaged 15.7 or 13.8 yards per catch or better in each of his last three seasons. He's a big play receiver, and I think he could develop greatly in the pros. Uh, so this would be my steal of the draft, if I'm being honest. I'm also a little bit biased, but yeah. uh, Amir Smith-Marset would definitely be a good one. Guys, I don't I like that Rondell Moore pick, though. I'm going to be yeah. honest. Go yeah. Hoosiers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. It, it, Parth, I'm sure you can agree with me. It feels so good to be back. I, oh, I yeah. I love it. Pumping yeah. out draft content the rest of the week. Once we get out of school, I know we're going to start posting uh, each and every day again, like you guys are used to us doing, but it feels good being back uh, and being able to get out some draft content. So we're definitely going to be putting out some stuff this week, some wide receivers, some quarterbacks, uh, some other positions as well. Uh, we've got a lot coming for you guys, a lot planned. And I know we've said we're going to post consistently in the past, but uh, just hope for us, you know, st st stuff happens some days. We aren't able to get stuff done, but whenever we can get a video out to you guys, whether that be tomorrow, whether that be in a week and a half, depending on our schedules, uh, we will definitely get you guys content. So be sure to drop a like if you're listening on YouTube and subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple podcasts. And we're going to get you guys draft coverage throughout this week, as well as probably a live stream for the 2020. 21 NFL draft on Thursday night. That was a lot of fun last year, and we definitely want to repeat that this year. So be sure to be on the lookout for more details about that. Might do a giveaway, might get some of you guys in on the call to talk about the picks. So uh, we definitely want to do that. Uh, again, it's been a lot of fun doing that in the past. If you would like more content from us, head over to our website, beardown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs, trying to get back into a groove there as well. The website's been really inconsistent all off season, but trying to get you guys some draft content before. Uh, obviously Thursday night. So be sure to head over to our website later this week. I'm sure we're going to have some stuff up for you guys. If you would like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can go to at bear down on both platforms. Uh, that's where you can see special guests we're having on. I'm sure we'll probably have a guest on this week uh, to discuss the NFL draft. Uh, you can also enter our giveaways. We try and do a couple of giveaways a year uh, to give back to you guys. We try and give away some pretty sweet stuff. Uh, and also you can give us advice on what you want to see. Uh, it's a great way to interact with us. So be sure to go check out our social media. And finally, I'm going to throw the link in our bio or, uh, the link is down below to our social media pages as well. Myself, as well as Parth, our Instagram and Twitter pages. Once again, another great way to interact with us as well as to see our thoughts on all Chicago sports and all of the national football league. So be sure to go follow us on social media. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. 
Parshaw, feels good to be back. Feels good to record a video for 20-plus minutes. It feels like it's been forever. <clears throat> but I'm just being honest. It feels real good. Uh, and I hope we can start doing this consistently, obviously. We're both in college and, and most of our staff's in college, so there's a lot of conflicting schedules. But any last words before we close this one out? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I wish we could all record. Um, you know, I want to get recording with you and Zach at uh, Zach and Jalen um, all at once again. You know, all four of us. Hopefully, we can do the last run during the draft. That'd be a really fun idea. And um, yeah, just watching the White Sox right now. They're having a great game. You know, it's been fun to watch them the last couple of days. And the Cubs also have been scoring some runs. You know, I'm not a big Cubs fan, but I'll give them some credit. Credit too. So they're putting you know, Chris Bryant Baez putting some big numbers up on the north side. Yeah, uh, baseball is going pretty well in Chicago, I'd say, right now. I think yeah. both teams performing a little bit under expectations. Uh, but hanging in there and competing, it's tough to watch Chicago sports right now. The teams are so inconsistent, and the Bears are probably going to be the exact same way, but I'm excited exactly. to have them back uh, and finally get grooving again. I mean, half the, half the reason we haven't been posting a ton is just there's been nothing going on with the Bears. Uh, other than a little bit of stuff from free agency, but the obvious uh, big thing from that was obviously Andy Dalton. So uh, we're excited to be covering the draft once again for you guys. Um, it should be a really good one. We always have fun uh, doing this, and we're real excited to live stream it for you guys. Uh, so be sure to join. I know you guys liked our live streams during the season, but guys, it's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe, and Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.